0: This podcast was first broadcast on FreshFM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on FreshFM as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app.
1: Kia ora, thanks for tuning in to the most down-to-earth kids radio show in New Zealand, The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B. We'll have songs, stories, fun facts, giveaways, and what's that noise? Plus, Susie Cato joins us with Susie and Friends. The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B, on Fresh FM. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up, wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up, you've had some rest, now it's time to wake up, you feel refreshed. Now it's time to wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to wake up. You've had some rest. Now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed. Now it's time to wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to wake up.
2: Oh, hello, Sebastian. Oh, hi there, Mr. Ray. Oh, why so glum? Are you still having trouble making friends? Yeah, and I don't understand it, but I'd be a great friend. Well, maybe a song would make you feel better. Oh, I'm sure that it would. All right then. One, two, you know what to do. I got one big tail, it's the part I like the best. I got two long horns pointing east and pointing west. I got
3: sharp teeth that show every time I grin, and I'm I got four legs and three eyes, makes me so darn
2: good looking I got spots, I got stripes on my back and on my sides There's so much more to me than just what you see But you'll have to get close and start talking to me Hey, 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 hey The sun is shining, so come on, let's play Take a close look and you'll see It's not a monster, it's me Well, you do look like a monster, Sebastian Yeah, I know, I know but that doesn't mean I am a monster Hey Here, let me explain Just cause I'm ten feet tall And I'm the tallest you've seen Well, that don't make me scary And that don't make me mean It just means I can reach to the top of the tree You pick the sweetest nectarine One for you and one for me and Just cause my belly is big, round and wide And it wobbles like jelly But well, that ain't no reason to hide I'm just big bone, that's what mother would say So come on now, stop waiting Cause we're wasting the day hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, the sun is shining, so come on, let's play.
3: Take a close look you your
2: see it's not a monster, it's me. Does anyone out there know how it feels to sit and eat lunch on your own? To try and see-saw on your own? To play on the swings all alone? Whenever I try to make friends, or when I walk up to someone and say, well, I'm Sebastian, how do you do? They look me straight in the eye And go, ah, 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 it's a monster Ah, 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 it's a monster Ah, 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 it's a monster Then they run Well, no wonder you're a bit sad Hey, why don't we sing the chorus again? Alright, hey, let's sing it twice One, two, one for me and one for you Hey, hey Monster, it's me. Yep, it's just me. Hey, 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 hey. hey. the sun the is shining, so come all, 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 all in we gotta take close look and go see, it's not a monster,
3: it's me Mully
2: lily bump molly Some kids now Howdy do little peoples My name's Sebastian Oh man
4: Never mind Sebastian Maybe next time
2: Yeah, next time
1: Have you seen the movie Moana? Here's a song How Far I'll Go From that movie
5: The edge of the water Long as I can remember Never really knowing why. I wish I could be the perfect daughter But I come back to the water No matter how hard I try Every turn I take Every trail I track Every path I make Every road leads back To the place I know Where I cannot
1: Thanks for joining me on Fresh FM, the Kids Mix with Kath B. Have you ever grown anything? Here's a story about somebody who grew a beanstalk. His name was Jack.
4: Once upon a time, there was a boy called Jack. He lived with his mother. They were very poor. All they had was a cow. One morning... Jack's mother told Jack to take their cow to market and sell her. On the way, Jack met a man. He gave Jack some magic beans for the cow. Jack took the beans and went back home. When Jack's mother saw the beans, she was very angry. She threw the beans out of the window. The next morning, Jack looked out of the window. There was a giant beanstalk. He went outside and started to climb the beanstalk. He climbed up to the sky through the clouds. Jack saw a beautiful castle. He went inside. Jack heard a voice. Fee-fi-fo-fum. Jack ran into a cupboard. An enormous giant came into the room And sat down. On the table there was a hen and a golden harp. Lay, said the giant. The hen laid an egg. It was made of gold. Sing, said the giant. The harp began to sing. Soon the giant was asleep. Jack jumped out of the cupboard. He took the hen and the harp. Suddenly, the harp sang. Help, Help, Master! The giant woke up and shouted, Fee-fi-fo-fum. Jack ran and started climbing down the beanstalk. The giant came down after him. Jack shouted, mother help jack's mother took an axe and chopped down the beanstalk the giant fell and crashed to the ground nobody ever saw him again with the golden eggs and the magic harp jack and his mother lived happily ever after
6: a bird who won't stop singing
7: at the rising sun at the falling rain i
6: wish i knew what he was thinking
7: if thinking's even a thing in a little bird's brain
6: because he's certainly dedicated
7: he always starts before dawn and keeps going too long
3: although the audience is dissipated
7: even the kids are dressed and life is moving on Could it be he's just singing for fun? Someone singing for fun Someone singing, singing Cause they know it can be done The people here's not the reason we're here opening our mouths. Let's keep singing, just for us and not for the crowd. I know a boy who keeps on whistling, even when nobody's listening. But the train in his brain keeps him moving along. So there's nothing I can do but hop right on. I think maybe he's gonna be a professional whistler someday. Someone's, Someone's whistling. One's whistling Cause he knows it can't be done Whether people hear is not the reason We're pushing air in and out of our mouths Let's keep whistling Just for us and not for the crowd I know a girl who loves to play And it's the same song every day And that's why she's getting better So what can I do but let her Play and play and play and play I think maybe Her fun has just begun She keeps playing For fun She keeps playing Cause she knows it can be done She loves the way it sounds when it comes around And goes on and on and on So she keeps playing she loves her favorite song
3: let's keep
1: Listen to Mo and Friend's version.
6: Oh, I love singing the alphabet.
2: How about you, Mo? Mo's not very good at remembering letters, and I'm not very good at remembering anything.
6: Right, well, I reckon it's time I taught you. Let's go! A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q I, R S T U V W X Y Elemental and Z. The alphabet, have you learned it yet? You've gone
3: too fast, slow down yeah. there. We're
6: targeting you, we're trying to learn. Please don't get Let's try that one more time. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, P, W, X, Y, and Z. It's the alphabet. Have you learned it yet?
8: When you go that fast, that hurts my brain.
6: Sorry, guys. Please let me explain. Take it from a...
9: the clouds so dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the
3: stormy clouds chase
10: Everyone
9: from the place
8: Come on
10: with the rain I have a smile on my face I walk down the lane With a
9: happy refrain Just singing,
10: singing in the rain
9: Dancing in the rain I'm happy again
3: Singing
1: in the rain Hi, you've joined Kath B on the Kids Mix. This next story is one of my favourites and it's called Henry Isaiah by Jane Hissey, and it's about a bear. Here's another story, written by Jane Hissey, from my book, The Old Bear Tales. This one's called Henry Isaiah. Henry Isaiah was a bear. He was called Henry Isaiah because one eye was higher than the other one. He'd been called Henry Isaiah for as long as he could remember, and for as long as he could remember He wished he was called something else. "'Do you ever think I had another name?' he asked his friend Rags one day. "'Well, I suppose if your eyes were straight when you were new, Isaiah would have been a silly name,' said Rags. "'Perhaps you were called something else then.' "'I wish I had a nice short name like yours,' said Henry Isaiah. "'You wouldn't want to be called Rags, would you?' said Rags. "'I think it means I look like a ragbag with bits of material mending my paws.' I was a smart new bear once, but I've been hugged until I'm threadbare. I can't always have been called rags, but nobody remembers the name I had when I was new. If you want to find someone who will remember your old name, you'd better ask Furless Fred. He's even older than me, and he remembers us all when we were new. Henry Isaiah found Furless Fred sitting in the garden amongst the flowers. Furless, said Henry Isaiah, "'Was I always called Henry Isaiah?' "Mm, "'I think so,' said Furless. "'Your eyes were like that when you were new, one up and one down.' "'But it's such a silly name,' said Henry Isaiah. "'Not as silly as Furless Fred,' said Furless Fred. "'I was just called Fred once, "'but I've been left in the garden so many times now "'all my fur is worn off and everyone calls me Furless.' "'Well, if I never had a better name,' said Henry Isaiah.' Then I'll invent one. I shall call myself something smart and distinguished. I'll call myself James. That's all right, said Furless Fred. You can call yourself anything you like as long as everyone knows your new name. How can I tell everyone my new name, asked Henry Isaiah, who was now called James. Well, we could have a new name party for you and tell all the other toys at the party. That's a very good idea, said Rags. I shall send out the invitations at once. If I find Dog, he'll be the postman and take the invitations to everyone. James Bear, who used to be called Henry Isaiah, went back happily to wait for his party invitation. He snuggled down under a blanket and dreamed of party hats and jellies and everyone calling him James. It would be the best party ever. Rags and Furless Fred carefully wrote out the invitations to everybody. They remembered to put James and not Henry Isaiah on Henry Isaiah's invitation and they gave them all to Dog to deliver. The next day, everyone started arriving for the party. Nobody knew why they were having the party and someone had brought presents in case it was anyone's birthday. It's a surprise party, said Rags. Somebody wants to tell you something and he's going to tell you at the party. Ooh, said the toys, it sounds exciting. Rabbit started to organise some games and soon everyone was having a lovely time. Rags and furless Fred waited for James, who had been Henry Isaiah, to arrive, but he didn't. Soon everyone was hungry. Well, you'd better start on the food, said Rags, peering out of the door and to try to catch a sight of the missing guest. Where could he be? They'd sent him an invitation with the time and the place of the party. When everyone had finished their party food and began to go home, Rags called Dog over. Dog, he said, did you deliver all the invitations? Of course I did, said Dog. All except one. Which one, said Furless, Fred and Rags at the same time. This one, said Dog, producing a crumpled piece of paper he was carrying. "'It's addressed to someone called James. "'I asked everyone, but nobody knew who that was.' "'Oh, no,' cried Rags. "'We forgot to tell Dog. "'And now James, who was Henry Isaiah, "'has missed his own naming party.' "'Rushing out of the room, they bumped straight into James. "'He was standing miserably, "'watching everyone going home from the party "'carrying balloons and pieces of cake. "'Was that my party?' he asked sadly. Oh, James, said Rags, I'm so sorry, and he explained how Dog did not know where to take the invitation. That I miss all the games, said James. I'm afraid so, said Rags. And the food, asked James. And the food, said Furless Fred. All because I changed my name, asked the very miserable Bear. I'm afraid so, said the others. ''Perhaps changing one's name is a bit risky,'' said James, who was Henry Isaiah. ''I wouldn't want to miss any more parties. Do you think perhaps I ought to change my name back to Henry Isaiah?'' ''Perhaps that would be best,'' said Rags. ''It's a very nice name, you know, and a very memorable name.'' ''Yes, perhaps it's not so bad,'' said Henry Isaiah, who had briefly been James. ''Did you save me a balloon?'' Of course we did, said Furless, Fred and Rags. Shall we write your name on it? And they did. And Henry Isaiah proudly walked home with a big red balloon with Henry Isaiah written on it. Henry Isaiah is the right sort of name to have on a balloon, he thought to himself. It's nice and long and goes all the way around to the other side. It's twice as long as James. (laughs) Have you ever wanted to change your name? I think I did when I was younger. But I'm used to my name now, and it would be funny to be called anything else but Kath B these days.
0: Let's go to the farmer's market, fresh food to eat. Lots of fruits and vegetables, enough for you and me. Berries, blackberries, strawberries too. Put them in our basket enough for me and you. Let's go to the farmer's market, fresh food to eat. Lots of fruits and vegetables enough for you and me. Tomatoes, potatoes and broccoli. And carrots and zucchini Blueberries, blackberries, strawberries too Put them in our basket Enough for me and you Let's go to the farmer's market Fresh food to eat Lots of fruits and vegetables Enough for you and me Peaches, mangoes, apples Apples and kiwi Lettuce and spinach And lots of green peas Tomatoes, potatoes And broccoli Onions, carrots And zucchini Blueberries, blackberries Strawberries too Put them in our basket Enough for me and you Let's go to the farmer's market, fresh food to eat. Lots of fruits and vegetables, enough for you and me. Honey, cheeses and fresh baked pies. Herbs and flowers right before your eyes Peaches, mangoes, apples, kiwi Lettuce and spinach and lots of green peas Tomatoes, potatoes and broccoli Onions, carrots and zucchini Blueberries, blackberries strawberry strawberries too put them in our basket enough for me
11: and you
1: thanks for tuning in to the kids mix with me kath b next song up's called when i get a feeling by red grammar
12: And I get a feeling, I try to feel it I want to know what it is, what it's trying to say Whether I'm reeling or quietly feeling It's a part of me, I was made that way so sad, anxious, grateful, eager, afraid, these are just a few of the friends I made, frustrated tells me it's time to relax, thoughtful, quietly gives me the facts, tired tells me to get some rest, satisfied says you've done your best, when I get a feeling I try to I wanna know what it is, what's trying to say. Whether I'm real or quiet, feel it's part of me. I was made that way. Things like worried and jealous used to be an incomprehensible language to me, twitches and tingles sensation i finally learned to do the translation my greedy tells me you want too much tenderness is asking for a gentle touch confidence tells me you're doing okay joyful shouts trying to say Whether I'm real or quietly feel It's a part of me I was made that way Happy or sad, there's no good or bad A feeling's a feeling with something to say Is at least one a minute with the wisdom within they help me to grow as i go on my way when i get a feeling i try to feel i want to know
1: The next story we're going to have is called Flying Trunk.
11: Hello, everybody. My name is Natasha and His Royal Highness Prince Bertie the Frog has commanded me to tell you the story, Nori, of the Flying Trunk by Hans Christian Andersen. It's a story about a young man who was very good-looking and ever so clever at telling stories. Sadie the Swan who lives on the same pond as Bertie, says that she would really like to meet him one day. But I'm not so sure that I would. See what you think. There was once a merchant who was so rich that he could have paved the whole street and perhaps even a little side street besides with silver. But he did not do that, for he knew other ways to spend his money. If he spent a shilling, he got back a pound. Such an excellent businessman was he till he died. Now his son inherited all his money. He lived very merrily. He went every night to the theatre, made paper kites out of five-pound notes and played ducks and drakes with sovereigns instead of stones. In this way the money was likely to come soon to an end and so it did. At last he had nothing left but four shillings and he had no clothes except a pair of slippers and an old dressing gown. His friends did not trouble themselves any more about him. They would not even walk down the street with him. But one of them, who was rather good-natured, sent him an old trunk with the message, Pack up. Now a trunk is a big wooden box with a lid and it can be very useful for carrying things in. That was all very well, but he had nothing to pack up, so he got into the trunk himself. It was an enchanted trunk, for as soon as the lock was pressed, it could fly. He pressed it, and away he flew in it, up the chimney, high into the clouds, further and further away. But whenever the bottom gave a little creak, he was in terror, lest the trunk should go to pieces, for then he would have turned a dreadful somersault and fallen through the clouds onto the ground. Just think of it! But the trunk did not give way, and on he flew. In this way, he arrived at the land of the Turks. He hid the trunk in a wood under some dry leaves and then walked into the town. He could do that quite well, for all the local people were dressed not so differently from him, in gowns and slippers. He met a nanny with a child. ''Helloa, Miss Nanny,'' said he. ''What is that great castle there close to the town?'' The one with the window so high up. The Sultan's daughter lives there, she replied. It is prophesied that she will be very unlucky in her husband and so no one is allowed to see her except when the Sultan and Sultana are by. As you probably know, the Sultan and Sultana were the names for the King and Queen of Turkey. Thank you said the merchant's son and he went into the wood sat himself in his trunk flew onto the roof and crept through the window into the princess's room she was lying on the sofa asleep and was so beautiful that the young merchant had to kiss her then she woke up and was very much frightened but he said he was a Turkish god who had come through the air to see her And that pleased her very much. They sat close to each other and he told her a story about her eyes. They were beautiful dark lakes in which her thoughts swam about like mermaids. And her forehead was a snowy mountain, grand and shining. These were lovely stories. Then he asked the princess to marry him and she said yes at once. "'But you must come here on Saturday,' she said, "'for then the Sultan and the Sultana are coming to tea with me. "'They will be indeed proud that I received the God of the Turks. "'But mind you, have a really good story ready, "'for my parents like them immensely. "'My mother likes something rather moral and high-flown, "'and my father likes something merry to make him laugh.' "'Yes,' he replied.' I shall bring the very best fairy story that is both serious and funny. But the princess gave him a sabre, which is a curved sword set with money. Then he flew away, bought himself a new dressing gown and sat down in the wood and began to make up a story, for it had to be ready by Saturday and that was no easy matter. When he had it ready, it was Saturday. The sultan... The sultana and the whole court were at tea with the princess. He was most graciously received. Will you tell us a story, said the sultana, one that is thoughtful and instructive. But something that we can laugh at, said the sultan. Oh, certainly, he replied and began. Now listen attentively. There was once a box of matches which lay between a tinder box and an old iron pot, and they told the story of their youth. We wooden matches used to be the branches of the green fir trees. Every morning and evening the dews sparkled on us like diamonds, and the whole day long we had sunshine, and the little birds used to tell us stories. "'We were very rich, because the other trees only dressed in summer, "'but we had green leaves for our clothes in summer and in winter. "'Then the woodcutter came, and our family was split up. "'We have now the task of making light for people. "'That is why we live in the kitchen.' "'My fate was quite different,' said the iron pot, "'near which the matches lay. "'Since I came into the world,' I have been many times scoured clean with a wire brush and I can tell you it doesn't feel very pleasant. And besides that, I have cooked ever so many dinners. My only pleasure is to have a good chat with my companions when I am lying nice and clean in my place after dinner. Now you are talking too fast, spluttered the fire. Yes, let us decide who is the prettiest said the matches. No, I don't like talking about myself, said the pot. The oven said, I will tell you the story of my life. Once upon a time, on the Baltic Sea, on the shore of Denmark. What a beautiful beginning, said all the plates. That's a story will please us all. And the end was just as good as the beginning. All the plates clattered for joy. Now I will dance, said the fire tong, who used to pick up coal for the fire with her legs. And she danced. Oh, how high she could kick! The old chair cover in the corner split when he saw her. The kettle would have sung, but she said she had a cold. She could not sing unless she boiled. In the window was an old quill pen made out of a feather for dipping into ink. There was nothing remarkable about her, except that she had been dipped too deeply into the ink. But she was very proud of that. "'If the kettle will not sing,' said she, "'outside the door hangs a nightingale in a cage who will sing.'" "'I don't think it's right,' said the kettle." "'that such a beautiful bird should be kept in a cage "'and made to sing for entertainment. "'Oh, let us have some play-acting,' said everyone. "'Do let us!' "'Suddenly the door opened and the servant girl came in. "'Everyone was quite quiet. "'There was not a sound, "'but each pot thought he was the cleverest "'and the best-looking object in the kitchen.' The servant girl took the matches and lit the fire with them. How they spluttered and flamed, to be sure. Now everyone can see, they thought, that we are the prettiest. How we sparkle, what a light we make. We're so bright and beautiful. But in that moment they were burnt out and the matches were no more. And that was the end of the young man's story. That was a delightful story, said the sultana. I quite feel myself in the kitchen with the matches. Yes, now you shall marry our daughter. Yes, indeed, said the sultan. You shall marry our daughter on Monday. And they treated the young man as one of the family. The wedding was arranged and the night before the whole town was illuminated. Biscuits and gingerbreads were thrown amongst the people. The street boys stood on tiptoe crying hurrahs and whistling through their fingers. It was all so splendid. Now I must also give them a treat, thought the merchant's son. And so he bought rockets crackers and all the kinds of fireworks you can think of put them in his trunk and flew up with them into the air how they fizzed and blazed all the Turks jumped so high that their slippers flew above their heads such a splendid glitter they had never seen before now they could quite well understand that it was the god of the Turks himself who was to marry the princess. As soon as the young merchant came down again into the wood with his trunk, he thought, Now, I will just go into the town to see how the show has taken. And it was quite natural that he should want to do this. Oh, what stories the people had to tell! Each one whom he asked had seen it differently. I saw the Turkish god himself, said one. He had eyes like glittering stars and a beard like foaming water. He flew away in a cloak of fire, said another. They were splendid things that he heard and the next day was to be his wedding day. Then he went back into the wood to sit in his trunk. But what had become of it? The trunk had been burnt. A spark of the fireworks had set it alight, and the trunk was in ashes. He could no longer fly up to the tower and could never reach his bride. The princess stood the whole day long on the roof and waited for the young merchant Perhaps she is waiting there still. But he wandered through the world and told stories, though they are not so merry as the one he told about the matches. And that's the story, Nori, of The Flying Trunk by Hans Christian Andersen.
3: Woke
9: up this morning and what do you know? I turned into a dinosaur.
1: Song from Kahuna Kid Songs called Alphabet Straw.
10: Hi, I'm Alphabet Stew, and how are you? A, B, C, D E, F, G H, I, J, K, L M, N, O, B, Q, R, S T, U, V W, X, Y, Z Now I've got it in my head I can say the alphabet from A through to Z Let's do it again using the small letters this time A, B, C, D E-S-G, H-I-J-K-L, M-N-O-B-Q-R-S-T-U-V, W-X-Y-Z, now I've got it in my head, I can say the alphabet from A through to Z. Let's drum on our knees. Car pie, that sounds great. Let's do it one last time. A B H, C D E F G H I, I, I J K L, L M N O, o B, P Q R S, S T U V, v W T, X Y Z. T, Now I've got it in my head. I can say the alphabet from A through to Z. I can say the alphabet from A through to Z.
3: Yippee!
1: Here's a beautiful story by Judith Kerr, called The Tiger Who Came to Tea
8: The Tiger Who Came to Tea Written and Illustrated by Judith Kerr Once there was a little girl called Sophie and she was having tea with her mummy in the kitchen. Suddenly there was a ring at the door. Sophie's mummy said, I wonder who that can be? It can't be the milkman because he came this morning. And it can't be the boy from the grocer's, because this isn't the day he comes. And it can't be Daddy, because he's got his key. We'd better open the door and see. Sophie opened the door, and there was a big, very stripy tiger. And the tiger said, Excuse me, but I'm very hungry. Do you think I could have tea with you? Sophie's mummy said, of course, come in. So the tiger came into the kitchen and sat down at the table. Sophie's mummy said, would you like a sandwich? But the tiger didn't take just one sandwich. He took all the sandwiches on the plate and swallowed them in one big mouthful. And he still looked hungry, so Sophie passed him the buns. But again, the tiger didn't eat just one bun. He ate all the buns on the dish. And then he ate all the biscuits and all the cake until there was nothing left to eat on the table. So Sophie's mummy said, Would you like a drink? And the tiger drank all the milk in the milk jug and all the tea in the teapot. And then he looks around the kitchen to see what else he could find. He ate all the supper that was cooking in the saucepans and all the food in the fridge and all the packets in tins in the cupboard. And he drank all the milk and all the orange juice and all Daddy's beer and all the water in the tap. Then he said, Thank you for my nice tea. I think I'd better go now. And he went. Sophie's mummy said, I don't know what to do. I've got nothing for Daddy's supper. The tiger has eaten it all. And Sophie found she couldn't have her bath because the tiger had drunk all the water in the tap. Just then, Sophie's daddy came home. So Sophie and her mummy told him what had happened and how the tiger had eaten all the food and drunk all the drink. And Sophie's daddy said, I know what we'll do. I've got a very good idea. We'll put our coats on and go to the cafe. So they went out into the dark, and all the street lamps were lit, and all the cars had their lights on, and they walked down the road to a cafe. And they had a lovely supper, with sausages and chips and ice cream. And in the morning, Sophie and her mummy went shopping, and they bought lots more things to eat and they also bought a very big tin of tiger food in case the tiger should come to tea again. But he never did.
0: Ellie the Elephant the best friend
1: Usually have ten legs, but not Eileen, What's the, the, the seven-legged crab. Yeah. Yeah. This songs yeah. by Captain song Feckless McBoyle. Called Eileen. I
8: knew a
7: crab with seven legs. Turns out her
9: name was Eileen. Too small with only one. Steps right, always gets there, never quite right Seven steps taken you no know one step short
3: But she never gets close
9: It's hard to believe that
3: bit.
9: Four steps left and three steps right. Always gets there and never find right. Seven steps taken on one step short. But she never, she, never she never gets caught. She never gets caught. She never gets caught. She never gets caught. She never gets, she never gets old. She never gets
6: caught.
5: That would have a lie. Would I lie to you?